0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is nobody like our God. That's some awesome news. I mean, a lot of other people serve other people who died buried, and they're still in their tomb. But our God is the only God who got out of the grave, came back here, hung out for a minute, saw what it was like, sent us the Holy Spirit, left. No other God, no other religion can claim that with a whole lot of proof. And I thank God for his son and for his spirit and because he's just so awesome. There is nobody, there's nothing like our God. Nothing can take us life. Hallelujah. All right, I got to get on track because I want to do this for about 20 minutes and then we can So, please be seated. Hallelujah. So, of course, I want to give thanks and honor to my dad, the great Reverend Doctor, and his wife, my mother. Amen. Y'all can do better than that. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Everybody's looking wonderful. It's good to be back. As an offering, we brought you some Houston weather. Being generous. Um, and yeah, my mom always wants to remind me that she's my mother, even though I'm 43. You know, Funniest thing is, she, she said that when we get out the house and get our own house, then we can do what we want to do. We still working that out, yeah. It still hasn't happened yet, yeah. I don't know. But then of course, you know, the next thing is best to Jesus Christ is my wife. Woo-hoo. Ain't nobody like our God. <laughs> Cause he knew I needed some help. Bless God. So Brandy, Scott, I love you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> And all my youth who knew me when I was doing the youth here, welcome. Glad y'all here, glad y'all stayed. All right, so I definitely wanna get started. Um, I gotta to apologize to the communications department. They don't have any information at all, whatsoever. So we are just gonna roll with it. Hope you brought your Bibles. Hope you know how to use your Bible. Well, I'm sure you do because Dr. Scott always says that the best book in the Bible is the table of contents. Okay, all right. I know he taught you. (laughs) All right, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, for your support, and for your son. Please bless me to speak what it is that you have for your people today that it'll be life-changing and cause us all to be more like you in the name of jesus amen amen so i mean even in this digital age i got handwritten notes you know everything changed around so this one's literally hot off the press literally really um so i hope that you all can really appreciate it um um now, we're going to need some interaction here because I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Some of them are rhetorical, so don't blurt out the answer, you know, because it might be some stuff you might not want the people next to you to know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so just for title's sake so you can start writing your notes, just, just for title's sake, which changed like 40 times. Um, the title of this particular message is going to be, Keys to Pursuing Your Purpose. Keys to pursuing your purpose. Of course, it started with one key, and then it was a bunch of other keys and sub-keys. So we're just gonna stick with keys to pursuing your purpose. <clears throat> and I'm gonna have to read a lot of this because I don't wanna get off track and miss everything. And like I said, you know, we'll be here at 5, 6, 30. There's a lot of restaurants I'm trying to hit before I go back. <laughs> so I'm gonna drop this word, and then we're gonna roll out, okay? <laughs> Um, so basically what this is going to be is a boot camp type study course message. You're not going to get it all today. You're definitely going to want to get this. uh What's the normal price for CDs? Free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, this one here is going to be worth a lot. You can turn this one into a whole lot of money. Not selling it, but applying what, <laughs> a- applying the information. <laughs> Hallelujah! Because I mean, it's really gonna take your time. And it's it's gonna take some time for you to digest and get into it. Um, some people want to do better. Everybody doesn't. I'm sure that you do because that's why you chose to come here to church today. Because we could have stayed in the bed, yeah. but we know how much of a difference God has made in our lives. So we want to be here. Um, so uh, you can or cannot, you may or may not raise your hands, but just think to yourself. Um, Are you fulfilling God's plans and purposes for your life? Mm. Um, Does your life show the fruit of you being, as they say, smack dab (laughs) in the middle of God's will and God's Mm. plan for your life? In today's times, there's absolutely nothing more important than for each of us to at least know what it is that God has called us to do and God's purpose for our life. Because, I mean, what else would you wake up to do? I mean, it can't just be money. It can't just be working. Um, The only fulfillment that you can get in life is finding out and completing and walking in God's plan for your life. I'm a huge proponent of having a very strong relationship with God. I always talk about the relationship with God. And that's the absolute most important thing for all of us to pursue and focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is this important? Can you identify any areas of lack in your life? Um, A lot of people, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is financial things, but then there are physical things that. We want to accomplish in our lives. Yeah. Some of us may not be in the best shape that God wants us to be. <laughs> we but we're working on it. <laughs> um, so it's financial, it's physical, it's spiritual, it's occupational. You know, do you have the job that you want to have, or are you, you know, hating to go to work every day? and you know, just being miserable in that area of life because it's really not what you know you can be doing. Uh, one of the best things that ever happened to me 30 or 40 times was getting fired from a job, you know. <laughs> I mean, the last one was really the best was because it forced me to get into entrepreneurship. You know, and I don't think that the way it happened was God's plan, but he turned it into something that was absolutely awesome, mm-hmm. you know? And with people that help, you know, Brother Gerald gave me a book on how to build a business, you know, just gave it to me, all his notes and handwritten stuff, you know, and I used that along with a whole bunch of other stuff to establish it. And I mean, this is like the third, third page, but being around people who... Know God is extremely important. Yeah, yeah. And coming to a church that teaches you God for yourself is also extremely important. Amen. Now, please take a note of this. When I ask, are you fulfilling God's plan and purpose for your life? Um, in Bible school that I was in, uh, one of the books, Plans, Purchases, and Pursuits by Kenneth Hagin. He said, and it, and it's always stuck with me because it's shocking. Your plans can be thoroughly scriptural. Thoroughly scriptural and not God's plan for your life. Wow, amen. wow, exactly. amen. Which means that there's a personal, intimate component and to finding out what it is that God has planned for your life. Amen. You know, a lot of people say, follow your passion. That's not always good. <laughs> 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 Whoo! We might talk about that later, but not right now. <laughs> you know, So, so, so the key is to absolutely get in front of God and find out what it is he has created you to do. And... I can give you a hint. It's always going to bottom line and add up to bringing more souls into the kingdom. All right. Yeah. Okay. Some kind of way. Yeah. Always. Um, can you be more fruitful anywhere in your life? And of course, you know, the last time I came and preached last year it was all about the money. It is. But for right now, let's not think about the money because that's going to come. Because God thoroughly blesses His people, but He's not going to bless you with money if it's going to hurt you. Because a lot of us really don't know what we would do if a hundred thousand dollars of cash showed up. You think you do? You think you do? You know, but there's a whole lot of people got bad credit because they thoroughly plan on doing on, on making that next payment. But then when the cash came in and they looked. They say, yeah, I could pay that $1,200 off, but the minimum payment is only $85. <laughs> it's hard to move that liquid all over in the pay. You know, it's hard. You say, well, I'll do it the next time. <laughs> so we got to stay in front of God to know what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So the key is to have a detailed written plan for what God has called us to do. My, my. Habakkuk or Habakkuk <laughs> <laughs> Chapter two verses two says to write the vision to make your plan. <laughs> I'm just teasing Dr. Scott because you you all know his pronunciation. he's been to Israel and all this kind of stuff, so all right. Money showing up without a written plan will turn you into a shopaholic.) Mm. Yeah. If you're not Amazon Prime, is you know it should should, they should have groups to help you out with that (laughs) because that two-day shipping is I mean you (laughs) I'm just saying have a written plan so when the money comes you'll know where to send it Uh, There's a couple of financial speakers that are big. people that support that theory. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Money can also be a distraction and we'll talk about some distractions later. So another question is, are you on track with your life? Are you on track with what you plan to do? You know, a year ago when you said this time next year, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Are you there? You know, um, next year, where do you plan to be? And what are you doing to get there? Do you know what it is? Two years ago, three years ago, when you said, you know, after a couple of years, I'm gonna have this in order, are you there? You know, I've been holding on to some suits that I've had before I moved. And I said, oh, I ain't throwing these away, I ain't giving them away. Three of them still got the stickers on them, you know, and, you know, I keep saying it's not gonna be long before I can get back in you know? on <laughs> So I'm not on track in that area to get back to where God wants me to be. But there are some other places. You, you know, um, have we paid off what we said that we were gonna pay, do we have the job, are we with the person, are we not with the people we said that we weren't gonna be with anymore? See a lot of that on Facebook. And then they delete the post because they're back with the person. My Lord, I'm going to leave that alone. (laughs) Second part of the introduction. (laughs) Now, this is very crucial. This is very important and crucial for those of you who don't know. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I was, but I'm not. Um, If you don't know what God's plan is for your life, here's the formula. In James chapter 4, verse 8, he's, he, God says to draw nigh to him, and he'll draw nigh to you. Mm-hmm. He's saying, You come towards me, I'll meet you halfway and show you what it is that I have for you. Specifically, no one else can tell you what your purpose is. People can come up to you and try, and they say, Oh, you look like you can do this, and you look like you're so good. God, who created you, created you for a purpose, mm-hmm. Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. He created you for a reason. Yes. He's the only one that has that reason. He's the only one that can cause that purpose to be fulfilled and to manifest in your life. Right. So he's the only place that you can get it from. Mm-hmm. It's not going to come from somebody else's book. Book. Uh. Now, somebody else's book may supplement or keep you or or give you a pattern. But the specific details and keys to the plan that God has for your life will only come from him. And the only way that you're going to get it is spending time with him. Mm. And the absolute best time to spend time with God is first thing in the morning. All right. So, I would suggest to get up 15 to 30 I mean, you know, an hour is good, but let's take baby steps, mm. you know. Dr. Scarlett always say you can eat a whole elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. So 15 to 30 minutes earlier than you normally should do, or 15 to 30 minutes earlier than you have to. So, During the week, it might be 6, you get up at 5.30, you know, on the weekends, whatever, but when you finally do get up, use those 15 to 30 minutes to just sit down with an empty notebook and a King James Version of the Bible or whatever your favorite version of the Bible is. Get it out and just start out with a prayer in English that you can collect from a couple of scriptures write it out and say that same prayer and then go on into speaking in tongues for a good 15, 20, 30 minutes. And then after that time is finished, then you just sit there. Yeah, yeah. Just sit there. Mm-hmm. Not with your phone. Uh-oh. Not with the TV. But just sit there. And something is going to come up in your spirit. If it doesn't, don't force it. Just do it again tomorrow. And just keep on doing it. It's going to come. Heaven and earth will pass away before one word that God has spoken will come back to him void. So it's going to come. It's going to happen. But that's the key. Get up 15 and 30 minutes earlier than you normally would to make time for praying in English and then in the Holy Spirit with a notebook and no other electronic devices or distractions or anything, Um, you know, for the people with children, I don't know. I mean, try to do it when they sleep. You know, when I babysit, my entire world revolves around them. I mean, I've had $6,000 conversations on the phone, and one of them, fell over a brick, and I'm, I gotta, you know, it's crazy, and they probably like, what in the world? You know, and so, you know, if you got to chill, try to coordinate with something, I don't know, but try to squeeze in them 15 to 30 minutes anywhere. <laughs> it might be three in the morning when they sleep, but get the 30 minutes in. Don't be like the tree. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, okay, I was like, ooh. <laughs> There's a, a, a passage in Matthew chapter 11 where Jesus was hungry. He had, he had did some work, and he was hungry, and they said, hey, it's a tree up here. You can grab, grab some figs. And he went up on the tree, and there wasn't no figs. And it seems like Jesus kind of got upset because he said, oh, If I can't eat, ain't nobody going to eat of this tree. No more. I mean, I'm going to paraphrase it. But the next day they went past that tree, that tree was dried up. Mm -hmm. He was offended. You know, boom. (laughs) You know, now, that tree's purpose was to produce figs. So now, if we're not producing our purpose, are there some areas in our lives that are dried up? Jesus wants us to cause more people to come into the kingdom. Period. That's number one. That's the only thing he asks back. Bring more people to the kingdom. I was looking at a conversation between um, Steve Harvey and Bishop Jakes, and I think one of them said being a Christian is like one beggar showing another beggar where the bread is. (laughs) We all need Jesus. I know I need Jesus. You know, I mean, the only reason I'm here is because of Jesus. The only reason I'm sober is because of Jesus. The only reason I'm still married is because of Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) You know, and the closer I get to him, the more I fulfill the call and plan that he's placed on my life the better my life is i am living a life today that i wouldn't even dream that i would be able to live right now directly as a result of getting closer to god and eliminating some huge distractions out of my life and i'm gonna try to help you to do the same thing so don't be like the tree produce fruit for the kingdom of god because if you're not producing you producing some fruit
1: Mm -hmm
0: which kingdom is for is a re- is relative. Amen. All right. So, I think by now we all can identify some places and areas that God that the enemy has stolen in our lives or that we have given to him or that need to be more fruitful. Amen. Is there anybody who hasn't recognized an area in their life that they need some more improvement or some more fruit? Raise your hand, and I'll point it out to you real quick. <laughs> hey, the truth will make you free. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So finally, I made it to my foundational text. It is in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 8. And um, like I said, you know, I didn't give it to. Our communications department my heartfelt apologies with all this technology we could have sent it but I didn't have it so finally got it now Um, the book of 1st Samuel chapter 30 verse 1 through 8 and it came to pass that when David and his men were coming to Ziglag on the third day the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire they had taken the women captives that were there and slew and they didn't kill any uh, neither great or small but kidnapped them, and then they went on their way. David and his men came into the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. That's horrible. Then David and the people that were with him, David and his boys, lifted up their voice and wept and cried until they had no more power to weep. David, David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam and the Jesuit and Abigail, The wife of the neighbor of the Carmelite, the one he's. (laughs) And David was greatly distressed because his two wives were taken. For the people spake of stoning him, not okay, we're going to go over it. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and daughters, and David, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And David said to Abiathar, the priest, uh, Himalek's son, I pray thee, bring me the, hither the ephod. And he did it. And David inquired the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? Hmm. And the Lord God said, One word, pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. So um, David was out and in 2017 terms, he was out doing his job. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was doing what God called him to do. He was out fighting him and the men. And back at home, you know, let's say him and all his boys, you know, they all lived in the same subdivision or camp or something like that, or in the same apartment building, whatever. And they came back home and David got God, him and his boys. You know, they, somebody came in, took the wives, the sons, and the daughters, and they kidnapped them, and they had set his house, set, set his ranch on fire, set, you know, burnt his house up. So, that ain't how you want to come home from work, you know? Your wife gone, house burnt down, and they, they leaving a note, you know, you know? That, that's, that's not cool. You know, that's, that's, that's a bad day, you know. And, and so first, all these men start crying. I mean, I'd be, I be crying too, you know. But then, then, after, after they cried a little bit, they said, hold up, hold on, wait, 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 wait. We was with you. You told us to follow you. My wife would be here if I wasn't out there with you. So now they're talking about, hey, it's his fault our wives gone, mm-hmm. we're going to stone him because yeah. it's his fault. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, nobody want to take responsibility for nothing. You know, And why people don't want to just blame the devil for what the devil do? Right. Uh, that's right. oh, see, that's why I got to stay on the written part because we can go there. Oh, don't we have no funerals talking about God walk through the valley? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible clearly states The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. If anything has been stolen, destroyed, or killed, it was the devil's fault. Period. Across the board, God is only good all the time. Period. So we got to have a relationship with him. All right. So they talk about, well, hey, look, we was with you. You said we was going to be straight. We come back. We got back for hanging out with you. So now they ready to kill him. So, you know, David standing there, he said, man, look, I feel bad, too. You know, and y'all my boys, we supposed to be coming up with a plan or something, but now y'all turn it against me. You know, and I'm pretty sure, because David was rich, I'm pretty sure, and, and David was mighty in battle. I mean, it's stories after stories after stories oh. where David was slaying them. And I'm pretty sure, you know, like movies like King Arthur, you know, with Clive Owen, you know, I'm pretty sure those kind of battles were a really good description of how the battles happened back in the day. I mean, they had swords. They was face to face. Ain't no flying up in the plane dropping bombs. They lined up on one hill, the other ones on the other hill, and they just screamed and let it rip. That's the kind of fighting that they did. They said David was out there with them in the front going at it and stayed alive for a long time in those kind of battles. So I'm pretty sure David saved some of their lives. I'm pretty sure that, you know, and even if it was today's terms, you know, if you a boss and you got employees, I'm pretty sure you done fed a lot of people's families. Something go wrong and then everybody wanna blame you. (laughs) Not when you you know, paid medical bills and sent, you know, got cars fixed and, you know, got other people out of jams, they don't want to remember that. Uh, But they don't want to say, oh, I'm the one, you know, they don't want to blame the enemy for what happens, so they end up blaming you as the boss. Funny. So, okay, so now David, his wife is gone, all the kids are gone, well, his wives are gone. Everybody's kids gone, you know. The house is burnt, so they got to start from scratch. They can't go to Walmart and get another tent. <laughs> they got like make all this up again, Amen. you know. They can't go to Home Depot and grab some Ryobi's and some Dewalt's and get the drilling and the stapling. <laughs> they got to start all over. That's a setback. That's rough. His wife's his stuff. And not his boys. Not everybody else turning turn against him. He ain't got no support. He's still the king. But he ain't got no support. Now, he got a couple options. Because some of them spake stone stoning him. But not everybody. He's still the king. He can be like you, 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 you. And that's going to happen. He could. But as with the lion, as with the bear, as with Goliath, and probably a whole bunch of other stories that I've never even written, David went back to his core, which was his relationship with God. That's why it's really important for us to have a relationship with God. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: Like Goliath, you know, they were out there. David was about 12 years old when that whole thing happened with Goliath. He wasn't even supposed to be there. He was just taking his older brother's lunch. And when he got there, Goliath was out there talking about all these dudes in their face for 30 days straight. And these were all men trained to fight, chose to fight, geared up to fight. So we're talking about You got the police force and a bunch of gangs, and here this dude, one dude, one dude talking junk to the whole police force every day for 30 days talking about if one of y'all kill me, everybody going to work for you. But if I kill him, y'all going to work for me. And they were scared. Now, it's one thing for you to get into something, and it's, it's, just, it's, it's just you, and you can punk out, run, and don't nobody know. You ain't going to never talk about that again ever in your life. You're going to delete all the posts. You might even never, ever go back on that side of town again. These dudes was with they boys who they all, they all in the gym together like, yeah. You know, they got the shooting range together, and none of them stepped up. Grown men who chose to fight David, 12 years old, said, Whoa, who is this? We're the army of the Lord. He can't be saying that kind of stuff against us. I'm going, David already knew what he was getting ready to do, so he went business minded. So, what y'all gonna do for me if I run out here and and, and bust him in the head? Y'all scared, so this gotta be worth something to all of y'all, because y'all finna be slaves. So, what's in it for me? <laughs> and, and then the king was trying to give him his armor. David was like, No, I can't even move in this. No, I don't want that. I don't need that. He, and, and, and he went and he got five smooth stones. He didn't think he was going to miss. Goliath had like three or four cousins, that's why he got five stones. He already knew. Because he was there for a couple of days, and you know, they probably, hey, hey, it's him. You see them other three over there that's like six feet tall, too, nine feet tall, 800 pounds, or whatever. They was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So, what y'all, and then the king said, whoever kills this dude, your house is gonna be free. You can have one of my daughters. You ain't never gotta pay taxes again. And they still didn't do nothing. (laughs) Grow them (sighs) in. Anyway. That's way off subject. Okay. So the key is David's relationship with God. And as soon as he went out there, he was like, boom, cut his head off and drove it like, well, not drove, but rode it to the next city to show him. And his other cousins didn't jump. They was like, we straight. And he settled that, but it was all, here's the point. It was all based on his relationship with God. He was out there working, you know, I mean, a lot of times when I'm out there cleaning, I'm out there working two, three, four in the morning, I get a chance to pray. And it's good, because everything's all loud, so I can get all loud. Ain't nobody out out there, and and even if somebody did see me, that's why I ain't going to walk up on him. I don't know who he talking to, but he passionate about it, so I'm going to leave him alone. (laughs) Shoot relationship with God. Okay, so everybody was going to stone him. You know, he you know, he's getting mad. He was by himself. And based on his relationship, um, in verse 6, it says, but David, he didn't flip out. He didn't trip out. He didn't start whining. He didn't get on Facebook talking about Ain't nobody keeping it real with me. I ain't got to keep it real with nobody else. And I'm on my own and facing this thing by myself. <laughs> what he did do, David encouraged himself in the Lord. First, that is the key to pursuing your purpose the ability and the know-how to encourage yourself. I love my wife, but she don't know everything that God has for me. I need to talk to God. There's a spiritual relationship and then there's a natural physical relationship. The people closest to you can help you But they are not your source of support. And that's the good people around you. We're not talking about people that's waiting on you to trip, talking to them behind your back, ready to pick up all the pieces, you know, standing who you with, waiting on you to mess up so they can go get who you with. David, you know, he didn't jump back and say, oh, y'all coming at me? Is, is, is this what y'all want to do? Because, I mean, David, it's on record. He killed a few hundred Philistines, mm-hmm. circumcised them, collected them, <laughs> took them to the king, and was like, here's your boys. <laughs> That's David. That's in the Bible. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he could have flipped out on all of them. Because they was just coming back from war. So he had all his stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But instead, you know, they make these songs, if, if, if you're scared, go to church. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to church. Anyway, that's something different. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. And he said, he told, Abby, I the a priest. Bring me the eph- so he got in his special place of prayer. He got prepared to pray. He didn't just, "Oh Lord." He got his mind right. He got in his prayer closet, his war room. He got his mind right, he got his attitude right. And he asked God for direction. All right. Because he knows God is the only one with the right direction. And again, with the plans that can be thoroughly scriptural, but not God's plan for you, you know, you might think you want a job or you need a job, but entrepreneurship may be the way. It's rough, it's hard. It's painful. You can cry a lot. (laughs) But that's only for a minute. Because you release any glass ceiling, any limits that you have on your life. You give God something to multiply. That went on here. He got into the place of prayer to find out what God wanted him to do. And he said, Lord, should I get my stuff or should I just let it go? Sometimes you just got to let it go. No matter what it is. Now, that's Old Testament. You can't be getting no divorce. Don't be, you know, don't say he said I got to let you go because you ain't right. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) You hear that? But he went to the Lord and said, shall I pursue? Now, he had all the right in the world to pursue. And all signs saying pursue. But he still wanted to know first, before I make any move, I need you with me. I need your blessing. Any move. And that's what we have to do. Should I take the street to work? Should I take the, you know, a couple of days ago, I had to take one of my machines to the shop, and I'm just listening to the news. Some dude on the southbound, some person on the southbound lane lost a tire, it rode, skipped over to the northbound lane, went into an SUV, and killed the driver. Just, I mean, boom, 5.45 in the morning, just out of nowhere. And I'm like, man, that's absolutely the devil. You know, and you know, we can read that stuff all day, all day. What we need to do is focus on which way God tells us to go to work. You know, you sitting in traffic, you see that lane open, and everything in you will say, just take this way, just take this way, take this way, take that way. Because we need to recognize God's voice. The only way we're going to recognize is if we hear his voice because we're speaking to him. I don't have kids. i got nieces and nephews. You know, it's a lot of parents here. I don't care if you in a school auditorium. If your child say something, you know where your child's sitting at in that whole auditorium. You know. When I was in high school, I was at this club, and there was a big old fight outside, and I looked up, my parents like, get in the van. I'm like, where'd y'all come from? What's and then this dude getting beat up at the My mom's talking about, go out and help him. I'm like, man, close this door. Let's go, shoot, <laughs> <let's> ah! <laughs> this, at the Dancery. Anyway. <laughs> that went not on here either. So David went to God to find out, what should I do at this point? And the Lord said, pursue. Now, there's a lot of definitions for pursue. Um, I didn't have the Westerns 1828 on the plane, Um, so we just had to go to dictionary.com, and it's it's probably about ten different phases, but I only wrote down two. For pursue, it means to follow in order to overtake. Capture, kill, etc. Now that almost sounds exactly like what the Lord said. Mm-hmm. And then another one's to strive to gain. It's a verb. And what is a verb? An action word. You got to do it. Um, to strive to gain, to seek to attain or accomplish. So we're talking about something that you got to do continuously, actively on purpose, specifically, so you gotta know as much as you can about it. I mean, think about what you do with your 24 hours in a day. You know, man, I almost spent $5,000 on a mattress because of the salesperson. He said, you spend most of your life on a mattress. Why shouldn't you? And I was like, 'Cause I mean it's zzz, zzz, you know, soft, hard, whatever. <laughs> you know, you say how how much time? I mean, you know, six, five, six, seven, eight hours a day. You don't spend that much time at well, you do at work. Um, but I mean, not in your car. And how much we pay for cars? Mm-hmm. And how long does the mattress lasts, about eight to ten years? So you cut it down, you know, five grand eight years, that's what, like four hundred? A year? All right. So actively, constantly, continuously pursue. Now, I got some sub keys for pursue. You can write these down or you should, free. This, this is going to be free. All right. All right. So, absolutely encourage yourself and don't settle. Don't cut yourself short. Get the whole story. I mean, if you spend three days, five days getting up early and you get a whole lot of stuff from God, don't stop. (laughs) Don't say, oh, I got it. I got it. Boom. Keep on going. Because just like software, phones, we got to continuously get an update. That's why we got the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like the Internet. You know, you ain't got no signal. You can't access nothing. It's like, page not found. Right. So if you ain't got no, no signal where you need some help or you need some encouragement or you need some direction and you're not connected, you're not going to get it. All right. That's right. And I believe God created us like that because he wanted us to keep coming back. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. Shoot, back when I was lost in my day, you know, I go to my parents, hey, I need some money. Now, I'm sure they could have gave me a grand. But they're like, okay, I'll see you after church. <laughs> so I mean, I got to come to church. Got to come to church. I mean, I'll give you 40 after. But you know that 40 wasn't going to last long. So next Sunday, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was trying to get my life together, you know? But I came back to get that other 40. Because I mean, if they gave me a grand, well, they probably saw me for a couple weeks. being honest. Just trying to, you know, you know. I've since gotten my life together. Thank God. I know they happy. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) But that's why we got the Holy Spirit. I mean, Jesus, you know, really, if all we needed was the death, burial, and and the resurrection, that's all we'd have got. Because that was done. He said it was finished. This is all before we even heard about the Holy Spirit. Well, not heard about him, but and then after he came back, he said, whoo, this flesh life is a trip. This is different. Y'all going to need some help, help. Yeah. She's so like, Dad, we, 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 we need a third one. <laughs> we need something else. So he, so he said in John chapter 14, verse 26, he said he's going to send us the comforter, the spirit of truth. That knows all. And teaches teach us everything that we need to know. I didn't know anything about pressure washing before we down there, down in Houston. I didn't know nothing about humidity. You know, I never paid attention to it. No roof cleaning, none of all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying this to brag, but I'm just being honest because I want to help you. Um, it's something that I picked up and learned when I was there. And we hit six figures in our second year. All our stuff is paid for. All of it. We buy soap, very cheap, and gas. Everything else is profit. And it's something that just honestly just happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Spend that time. The Holy Spirit teaches all things. Whatever it is you need to know. I mean, I know people, you know, because I am you know, now that I'm an entrepreneur, I want to know everything about it. I want to read about it. I want to know what you did to make your business great. I want to know what you did. I'm, I'm looking at the stories. You know, especially like how the owner of Redbox went to Blockbuster and said, hey, I got this machine. They said, pss, pss, you tripping. Don't nobody need that. <laughs> he said, oh, okay. He went to somebody else, they started building new machines. A couple of years later, Blockbuster started closing. And I know they was kicking themselves. Like, man, wrapped them up. Holy Spirit, that teaches all things. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. So one of the results of not having confidence, and not being able to encourage yourself, uh, is having low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. We ain't got to admit it. You can dress it up. You can put a suit on it all you want. Mm-hmm. But it's there, and you know it and this is how you know you know it. This is how I know how it looked like in the rearview mirror. Hanging around people, you know you don't need to be hanging around so you can feel better. You ain't gutter, but you wanna go out there and hang out with them so you can feel better about you. My father's always telling me, you ain't like them kids. You know, but I knew I had food and a house to go home to. After I came out the streets, being all hard and you know crazy, you know, um, man, did you get those pictures that I sent you? <laughs> okay, can you put them up? Oh, that's awesome. Well, it's only one picture. Um, oh, it's two. <laughs> okay, it is two. Oh, I know what pictures get. <laughs> All right, when you have confidence in yourself, okay, so the cup of coffee, or frap, or whatever you want to call it, Well, you facing this way, so the one on the left is just a plain cup of coffee, black. The one on the right is from Starbucks. Now... I've been to some of the chains and the out, you know, you can very well be getting the exact same thing, but because of that logo, you can be paying 500% more for the exact same thing, a dollar, $6, $5, whatever. But it's the packaging. Starbucks knows what their worth is. Do you know what your worth is? What is the value you're putting on yourself? Are you generic? (laughs) Talking Starbucks? (laughs) Or are you the real thing? This is determined by how you feel about yourself, what you know about yourself, and quite honestly, how close you are to listening to God and what he says you're worth.
1: There it is. Man.
0: But if you're not spending time with him and you're not talking to him, how are you going to know? So, man, i got to wrap this up. Okay. So, the key to encouraging yourself, um, well, one of them is learn to encourage yourself. Stop being all thirsty. Uh, <laughs> desperate. The kids all knew what I was talking about. (laughs) Um, Social media is not your source. It can be a tool or it can be a tangle. So can money. Number two, bathe yourself in God's word. Bathe. That means strip down of everything you brought to the table. Like Apostle Paul said, I mean, in Philippians chapter three, he said, look, all the good stuff, and the bad stuff, I count as done. All of my accomplishments, and then he went through his resume Hebrew to Hebrews, learned, went to this school, trained in this academy. Da, 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 da. He said, if anybody's had confidence in themselves, I can. But he said, I count all of that but done, but for the knowledge of the excellency of the call of Christ. So, our purpose, our number one focus in life should be what has God put me on this planet for? What is my purpose, specifically me? Um, and then, of course, there was another, I, it, it just came back, back to me on the entrepreneur thing. It's a lady who started making vegan or whole or gluten-free dog biscuits <laughs> at home with oatmeal and oil or something crazy and started selling them. And, of course, that's a consumable product. So they had to repeat and repeat. She's a millionaire. Cause she decided, okay, we can go to vet clinics, we can go to all these different places, we can go to the dog park, you know, and, and sell the stuff. And people gonna like it, they dog gonna be healthy and they're gonna keep coming back for more and more and more. And you just add in clientele, and then you get one oven and two ovens, then hey. Bathing God's word. Now, i got to take this time for this. I have to because this is so important. Now, one of the purposes and one, one of the best things I found in Bible school is that God's word is real, it's true, and it's for us. I mean... You know, we had these conversations with a lot of people who the word, you know, Christianity is this and that, and the Bible ain't this and that, and this kind of, but they still listen to a bunch of other crazy people and doing a whole bunch of other crazy, crazy, you know, just weird stuff. But then they want to call into the validity of the Bible. So let's look at this real quick. Um, I mean, if for no other reason, you got Christmas. The world recognizes Christmas. You got Resurrection Day. The world recognizes these days. And then the biggest one that I tell people, if you need a quick one, is why you got that watch? Why do we have these clocks? Wind it all the way back to zero. What happened? That's when Christ was crucified. How more real can it get? That's why we got clocks and watches today is because of Christ. 2017 years ago and duh, 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 Christ was killed for us. That was real. It happened. You can't get no realer than that. Our guy is, is, is real. I mean, ugh, there's nobody like him. Okay. And then if you want to get technical with all sorts of other people, okay, so the Bible, you know, if you look at the Smithsonian's test of authenticity, as a manuscript, it is the most original, most authentic, the oldest manuscript known to man. Now, Aristotle's, um, and the way that they tested it is, is the bibliography test, which is the internal evidence. Were the writers at the events, um, and do other documents validate the manuscript? Um, So the Bible is the most unquestionably authentic manuscript known to man. The ones that come close, which are in the Smithsonian, which they have the original manuscript, Uh, one was Aristotle's Poetics, which was taking place from 384 B.C. to 322 B.C. It was written in 343 B.C. The earliest copy was found 1100 A.D., which is like 1,500 years later. And only five copies of the original copies exist. But this is in the Smithsonian Smithsonian as an original manuscript. Seeger's History of the Galaic Wars, uh, which happened 144 to BC. It was written between 58 and 50 BC. Um, and it was found in the late 10th century, a thousand years after he died. It was nine or 10 copies, depending on who you ask thousand years after the fact. And this is, and it's nine or 10 copies, the second most authentically written manuscript known to man. Um, and then you got the, the Iliad by Homer, which the earliest copy was like 500 years after, and it was 600 copies. Plenty the Elder, 750 years later, and seven copies, blah, 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 blah. The New Testament, Of the Word of God Mm -hmm. was written between 40 and 80 AD, which is only 50 to 80 years after the original, and there are 56,000 original copies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not (laughs) in the Smithsonian. They question it. Although we have clocks. All right. So you got to settle it in your heart that the word of God is real. Amen. That Jesus is real. Yeah. You got to settle that. Yes. Defend it, but settle it within yourself. Yes. You know, it can't throw throwing pra- prayer. People, ch- go, throw some prayers up for me. What? Prayer sent. Where they going? What, you email them? On Facebook. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> At God.com. Okay. All right. Now also understand this and I mentioned it earlier. Um, the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary. If you don't know how to speak in tongues, give it somebody and learn it today. Accept it and do it because you got to have a relationship with the Holy We need the Holy Spirit. Oh, I need the Holy Spirit every day, all day. Yeah. Stuff you see and deal with and put up with. Oh. Because Jesus sent him because he was necessary. Um, God's word comes to us diverse ways. Um, and we need to hear him speaking to us when we hear it. It could be on the radio. It could be on a, in a message. It could be in our spirit. It, it, it can be that small, still voice. You know, I tell the youth all the time, you hanging out with some people you know you ain't supposed to be hanging out with, and that small, still voice say, go home. <laughs> you better call an Uber, call somebody, walk, but start leaving right then and there, because the Holy Spirit said, do it. And if you ride riding in a car and these fools acting crazy, you better be like, look, pull over. I don't care where we are. Pull over. I need to get out. Call me what you want to call me. You ain't got to call me no more. <laughs> Let me out this car Amen. right now. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit said, I got to go. Amen. You don't know what's going on. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit might say, don't buy that. It's going to cost you more than you pay for it. It ain't going to produce nothing. The Holy Spirit might say, turn your head, quit looking. (laughs) Quit looking now. Because you're messing around and see something that stay in your head and just be eating at you and eating at you and eating at you. Oh, and then you really gotta bathe in the Holy Ghost. You don't know what you would do in certain si- situations. You think you know? What is that? You swerving down? Hey, you know, but you don't know what you're gonna do. Some people say, "Oh, I can't wait till so I get a motorcycle." You would flip off the side of the freeway, trying to be stupid. If you really got a motorcycle, get a get a boat. Go out there and get lost somewhere. It'd it be a movie of you, Lost at Sea, 40 days. Because <laughs> you done fell asleep. <laughs> and wake, wake up, Tan, you and Wilson talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Watching them on-flight movies, all right. <laughs> all right, well, all right, so, all right, we about done. Align your actions, that's right on point. Align your actions with your intentions. You know, like the whole payment and the credit thing. You know, it's a whole bunch of guys. Swap out, and A gonna stay. You know, we're gonna have this baby. I mean, oops, you pregnant. Well, we're gonna have this baby, and I'm gonna marry you. I'm really, I just need a couple more dollars. I just need a couple more dollars, and we're gonna get married. Five years go by, if five years go by. You know, fathers don't want to hang around. Good Lord. Align your actions with your intentions. Understand, it's going to be a fight. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. Now, for reference, you can write down Romans 7 and 8, the entire chapters. It's it's, it's a crazy read. It's, it's funny. You might want to try the New King James Version or the New International something. But Galatians chapter five verse seventeen, basically, yes, oh okay, for the flesh lusteth, lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you want. Now, you know we was talking about it. We was laughing, you know. A lot of times I I I, I swear them down. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Nicola's and get that Cobb salad. You know? It's the best Cobb salad on the planet. But somewhere between get, getting out of the car, going in there, smelling that garlic bread and them ribs Amen. Amen. that Cobb salad get pushed to the side. If it would ever get ordered, we going with that special. <laughs> the, the, the ribs, the chicken, and the shrimp. Okay. What? Well, hey, I ain't need to leave. I ain't, no, I don't need no box. <laughs> it's Tomorrow ain't promised. Then I get scriptural, you know I <laughs> Tomorrow ain't promised to no man. <laughs> Good Lord, where we at? It's time to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, the flesh. You know, I'm sort of trying, to, trying to stay in the spirit. The flesh, like, we need to eat. We need to eat. You know, it's going to be a fight. It's a it's a it's an ongoing thing Amen. and it's going to be that way, you know, but we have to follow the spirit. We you know, that's how we get the biggest benefits and the best. That's how God knows. Y'all can trust him. I can bless him or her. Stop settling and wasting time with unprofitable and counterproductive nouns. All right. What's a noun? I keep looking at yeah. <laughs> Unproductive, counterproductive, unfruitful, unprofitable. Hey, I own a business now. You know, people ask me, did you watch the game? No, I'm sending out emails. <laughs> Nobody that. Hey, no, I'm sending out proposals. and You know, you know and you're sitting in a barbershop for four or five hours talking about nothing. I got other stuff to do. You can be been spending that 30 minutes with God. Mm-hmm. And his name is jealous. Amen. He, 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 he said in the top 10, no other guys before me. None. Him, her, it, them, there. No other guys. Nothing should take my place. So if you look at your 24 hours in a day, how much of it are you giving to him? It's 30 minutes a day, too much to ask, and he's giving you the rest? Mm-hmm. It's 10%. Too much to ask. If you honestly believe, one, the word, and two, that he gave it to you. Align your actions with your intentions. Two more. Remove all the filters and the guards. No. Remove and filter and guard against distractions. Um, That's why I said money is, you know, constantly thinking about money is a distraction. But, you know, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. That is such a weird, you know, but Jesus himself said it. But that's one of the weirdest chapters on the the planet, you know. How do you not think about what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear? Because when I'm hungry... Why are you laughing so loud? Racism can be a distraction. You know, you worried about black this and black that, you know, and again, you don't know what you would do, you know. Racism can be a distraction. You know, you want to fight a cause, you know. But sometimes, you know, I mean, every, every, oh, okay, I'll say it like this. Every race got people that you're going to like and don't like. Every race got people that's up to no good and people that's up to good. Every single one of them. House next door to me is for sale. And, uh, you know, we've been seeing neighbors come up and look and look at it. And you know, we had this little joke, you know, as soon as, you know, there's some white neighbors, you know, and uh, we was laughing, like, yeah, they saw us they by that house. <laughs> and one day we came home, there were some black people looking at the house. We was like, oh man. <laughs> 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 that's how bad, you know. Anyway, that's just funny. I'm just <laughs> throw that out there, let y'all think about that later. Hallelujah, <laughs> racism can be a distraction. Um, you know, because because it leads you into anger and fear. You know, Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. God's not giving us the spirit of fear. You know, I mean, uh, one of them athletes just got pulled over. Um, you know, he had some issues. You know, you ain't never there. You know, them police get behind you. Who? You know, just because the stuff happens. You know, it's like man. Trust in God. Absolutely across the board. Because you might want to fight that cause on the wrong day. You get the wrong police officer. You know, you're going to... mm, Trust God. Um, Stop selling, wasting time. You know, don't hustle backwards. Don't hustle backwards. Remove, filter, and guard against distractions. Powerless study. The best way to study... I mean, I know we got the internet. You can type in a scripture, boom, it pops up and all this kind of stuff. But then you get notifications while you're studying. Mm, yeah. And that's going to jack you up. The enemy is going to send some good notifications when you're studying. Because he don't want you to keep studying. Hey. Mark my word. Y'all get this CD and take it home and see how hard the enemy you from listening to it one more time with a pen and a paper. (laughs) This CD. Take it home and say to yourself I'm going to listen to this before the end of the week and take notes. And watch how many things come up. Because this one will bless your life because it's straight from God. He wants you to do what he called you to do. He don't want you to be like the tree. And the enemy doesn't want you to be like what God has called you to be. There's some people here that should have been here to hear this. This is exactly what they needed. Yeah. The key and answer to what they were struggling with, but they decided to get a couple more hours of sleep. Yeah. Measure your progress. This is the importance of writing a vision. So you can measure your progress. You know, am I where I was, where, am I where I said I was gonna be this first quarter? Mm-hmm. It's the end of the quarter now. By the third quarter, ninety days. What you gonna accomplish? Cause them ninety days will fly by. Fly by. You're like, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> you know. Um, if you want a business plan template, has one. that's very great. I sent one to Aaron. Um, if you want a business plan template or whatever it is that you need, get it. There are a lot of free resources out there, but so you gotta. Powerless study. I want to go back to that. <clears throat> the best way to study is with the Bible, a notebook, and a dictionary. Even if it's not the 1828, if you can get one, get it. Definitely get it. But even if it's not, get a, a get a dictionary, yes. notepad, um, a Bible, and a strong, exhaustive concordance of the Bible, probably about 10, 15, 20 bucks, you can get a used bookstore, whatever. Amazon Prime got some, real cheap too. That'll be there in two days. (laughs) $3.99 if you want it tomorrow. (laughs) Power to study, that's, cut off your phone because you want to, at as, as much as you can, eliminate the distractions. God don't, I mean, the enemy doesn't want you to focus. He wants you to be all sideways. moderately celebrate your accomplishments. Don't go all out. You make 500, don't go spend it. Please don't do that. Just say, yeah, I got it and save it, okay? Or if you get 800 and you only thought you were going to get 500, put that three in savings. Amen. Amen. Keep pressing towards the mark. Yes. Then it will cause you As you celebrate your accomplishments, um, it'll cause you to exercise boldness and confidence. And then the last two things are fellowship with forward thinking, forward moving, forward living, forward hustling people, forward living. I make it a point. I don't hang out with dudes that cheat on their wives. Don't call me. I don't want to hang out with you. That's not cool. I'm not covering for you. I'm not going to be tripping up on my conversations for you because I got too many other things to be thinking about. Oh, no, we wasn't at the, What, man, why are you going Hey, that's on you. I don't hang around people like that because then, you know, I ain't got nothing to have. So if my wife see that you tripping out and you talking jungle, she hear me in the other room talking about, yeah, OK, OK, so yeah, yeah, she was Then she going to be looking at me crazy. And I got to go to sleep because I be tired and I go in a deep sleep. And if she got that kind of stuff on her mind, it might not be nice when I wake up. I'm trying to eliminate that out of my life. I got too many other things to be worried about. Y'all laughing. Hey, I keep my walk straight. I need that woman right there, boy, because I'm saying, ooh, if it wasn't for her, ooh, ooh. Good Lord. I was a mess. (laughs) I mean, God, you know, spiritual, you know, natural stuff. Last thing, keep attending a forward preaching church. Like this one. Amen? Amen. Amen. I hope that was a blessing to you. Amen. Amen.
1: Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Boy, this daddy proud of this son. (laughs) Hallelujah. Put your hands together and bless him. And thank the Lord for what he said to us today that will cause our lives to be tremendously blessed and strengthened and help us be able to pursue the purpose that God has for us And then giving, therefore, thereby, giving God tremendous opportunity to bless our lives. Even when nobody else thinks that we can make it. I don't know if you heard it, but I'd like to say it in just a little succinct kind of way. One, uh, what's the word? Witty invention idea one idea one little idea from god opposite everybody else doing god tell you do this and you can retire for the rest of your life and he'll cause his blessing to be full and complete on the inside of you let me invite you to stand up on your feet if you will thank you for your patience and thank you for your receptivity my son said get this CD so I don't know how many we're going to run but let me challenge you to make yourself a goal that you will listen to this CD at at a minimum one time between now and next Sunday having with you listen up now a pen paper no paper paper Bible, dictionary, or concordance. You got it on your phone, all that kind of stuff, eh? But the issue is this CD today. Everybody say out loud, this CD today. See? You get it, you listen to it one time, at one time. With a pen, notepad, Bible, dictionary, concordance. And we declare over you the blessing of the Lord will manifest manifest itself in your life in Jesus' name. So let me take this moment right here to share with you the gospel. The gospel is found in the gospel according to John chapter 3, verse number 16. We're going to put those words up on the screen, and I want you to read it together with me out loud. Ready? Read. For God, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. And this gospel is pointing us to salvation. Salvation is found in Romans chapter 10 verse number nine. The words of that scripture is up there now. Let's get, um, it's going to be up there. Let's get ready to read that out loud. Ready? Read that if thou shalt confess mm-hmm, the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And I think I want to attach to the good, strong information that was shared with us in relationship to the kind of people that you hang around with. If they can't deal with this, if they can't deal with the previous verse, walk away. Oh, I didn't get enough amens. Walk away. Because they're going the wrong way and you want to keep following the things of God. So let's pray this prayer together. Say this out loud. God in heaven, Thank you for today I believe that your word is true I believe you love me According to the gospel According to John Chapter 3 verse 16 You love me so much You sent your son Jesus To die for me And you raised him From the dead for me And I receive Jesus now As my Savior, Master, and I make Jesus the Lord of my life. And thank you, sir. According to Romans chapter 10, verse 9, I receive your salvation. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Well, God bless you. We thank you for being in today.